Radio Sport Monday morning, 11.23. On Saturday, former Kiwis international Quentin Pongia passed away after a battle with bowel cancer. Quentin Pongia played 35 times for the Kiwis between 1992 and 2000. He was part of the famous champion Canberra Raiders side that won the NRL in 1994. He played 74 games for the Raiders, also 43 games for the Sydney Roosters, a couple for the Dragons, 30 for Wigan, and he also played 18 games for the Warriors in the 1998 season. Frank Endicott coached Quentin Pongia at both the Warriors and for the Kiwis as well, and he joins us now. Good morning, Frank. Good morning, Tony. What sort of words uh, and adjectives come to mind when you remember Quentin Pongia as a rugby league player? Oh, gee, I'd have to say reliable, tough, durable, and a player who just hated losing. That's how I remember him. That word tough has been used a lot. Rugby league is a tough sport, Frank, but did he really stand out as as being extra tough? Oh, look, I, I was fortunate to have coached some of the toughest players that ever played the game. And I tell you, the one that stands out was Quinton Pongia, um, above all. And if, if you talk to the guys, the tough guys that, that play the game, like Jared McCracken, John Lomax, Ruben Wickey, all these guys, Stephen Kearney, they'll tell you, I guarantee they tell you, that he was the hardest player that they ever played with. And I see just a a statement in the last few days. Ricky Stewart said he was the toughest player he ever played with. Well, I'll tell you what, he was the toughest player I ever coached. When you say tough, Frank, does that mean that he was a tough tackler, that he took the ball up without without fear for his own safety, or just mentally tough as well? Everything. See, see, Piney, there's players that are tough on the outside, and there's players that are tough on the inside. He was both. He was a player that players just loved playing with because they, they always knew he'd take the ball up in the tough times and lay that platform you know, for them. He was also a player that um, players didn't want to play against. A lot of players actually feared him. Um, so, you know, he was one of those guys, you know, when you, when you named it, when I used to name the Kiwi side over the seven years I was coach, he was one of the first names that went on paper. And he actually ended up captaining the uh, Kiwis in 98. Was he, a, um, was he a big talker in the team environment? No, he wasn't, um, but when he talked, everyone listened. No one would dare question him. Oh, it would be uh, a fate worse than death himself. And, uh, and, you know, he didn't say too many words, but the look in his eyes, I can still see that look in his eyes. He just, uh, he was going out there for battle every game. And it never changed from game to game. It was the same every game. He played every game as though it was a test match. So even though he, he wasn't the most verbal of, uh, of players or, as, or a, uh, most verbal of captains, um, he, he was a guy who, what, commanded respect just from his actions, I guess, by the sounds of it? Oh, he did. He did. I was to him. Stacey Jones just um, uh, sent me a text uh, uh, yesterday, it was, actually, uh, or the day before. And uh, he said, you know, he remembers Quinton's that, um, Quinton is that player that they all looked up to. Um, you know, so coming from a player like Stacey Jones, you know, that tells you something about the respect he had with players. In fact, if you talk to the top Australian and the top English players... They rated him so highly because of his toughness. And, uh, you know, if you missed a tackle in a team that he was playing in, look out. He gave it to you. I I know of cases where he, uh, you know, I've seen it myself where he's put a player on the deck, you know, with a real hard, hard tackle. And then he's helped him up and he said, get up so I can hit you again. You know, he he was just that type of player. He was very aggressive. That uh, Canberra team that won the uh, NRL in 1994, uh, there yep. were some big stars in that team. Meninga, Stewart, Daly, 
uh, Steve Walters, Bradley Clyde, all on that team. Uh, was Quentin a bit of an unsung hero in that team? Uh, he was, and so was John L- John Lomax. Um, I, uh, I remember the coach saying at the time, um, this was the new breed of front rower coming through. I think it was Tim Sheens. Um, this was the new breed of front rower coming through, the Quinton Pongiers and the John Lomaxes. Um, and, uh, and they were. Um, Quinton wasn't as big as some of the props around, um, but his heart was twice as big. In terms of his, his technique, tackle technique, uh, was, that, was that something that stood out? I mean, did he give away a lot of penalties, for example? <laughs> yeah, that, that, yeah, well, you talk about his, tackle, um, his tackling technique. I remember when I was coaching at Witness in the UK, and, um, and I, I, I brought Quinton in and, and brought him on the staff as a defence coach. And at the very first session... Um, he, he, he's there and I could see he was fired up and I needed something different. So Quinton threw the ball at the biggest guy in the team and he was 6'5", six, 6'6", six, six, a guy called David Mills, the son of um, Jim Mills, if you remember him from the past. And he said, right, run at me head on. And he ran at Quinton and he was going about half, three-quarter pace and Quinton just put up his hand and says, no, go back. He said, run at me at full speed. Well, he really come at him at full speed, and a big fella this was. You know, he would have been about 17 now stone, six foot five. Anyway, he ran into Quinton, and uh, he uh, he woke up on the deck, and uh, we had to take him to the doctor and get ten stitches in his eye, um, just uh, just on his <laughs> tackling technique. He then got the ball and he threw it at the next guy. He said, "Right, your turn now." And no one wanted to come up after seeing that. He he was just the hardest defensive player you'd ever see. What a brilliant story. Yeah. You mentioned a text from Stacey Jones. I guess that's one of many you've received and, and probably have sent as well. The, the rugby league community really seems to be uh, to be feeling this quite uh, quite keenly, Frank. But you wouldn't believe the calls I've had and, um, and texts I've had from his teammates. Um, it was, that Kiwi team was like one big family, you know. It, um, it, it's not unlike the Kiwi team today. It was, but though we were very close in those days. And, you know, these players have taken it personally and there'll be a lot going to his funeral in, in Greymouth next Saturday. I was fortunate to have gone over and seen him in Greymouth two days before he passed and said my final words to him. And uh, one of the saddest days of my life. Wow, wow. That that um, that must have been quite something. What what sort of, uh, you know, what sort of shape was he in? Was he able, were you able to have a conversation with him at that time? Mate, he was just at the end of it um, where he, he couldn't really... He, he just, When I walked in the room and, uh, you know, he just gave a big smile and, and a real big smile, I gave him a hug and um, he wasn't in good shape then and I knew he wasn't far away, unfortunately. But um, Craig Smith come over here. Uh, uh, just another prop from the Kiwis in that era and uh, he, he went back last night, actually, and he was with him a half an hour before he passed and uh, him and Fedri Tawa. So... Um, he was with a couple of his teammates when he passed. Well, I've read nothing but uh, but uh, great things about the man as a rugby league player and as a human being uh, in the last 48 hours or so, Frank, and, and what you've added today is, uh, has just added to that. Thanks so much for taking the time. It's a pleasure, Piney. Have a good day.